Hey, 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 happy Saturday, February 4th, 2023. My name is Anna Wells. The name of the podcast is Transparency. And today I would love to chat with you about pretty much about all the things, but I really want to chat with you about transparency and words. You know, your words, my words, everybody's words, those words can be used as a weapon. I mean, words hurt because remember, hashtag bullying, it's a thing. People can and will bully each other. Um, Words can make or break someone. It's almost like a weapon, right? We have to be really careful with what we say. But if you flip it, you also have to be careful with how much you say. Like, let me tell you a little story because everybody loves story time, right? So woke up early, I don't know, around 6.30, 7, and took a bubble bath. And the cat and the dog, you know, I already had fed them. And what I actually do early in the morning, they wake me up around 5, 5.30, and then I feed them. And then I open the back door to, you know, the garden, to the backyard. So kind of letting them out themselves, you know, so they can go in and out. And I go back to bed, back to bed sometimes for like an hour or half an hour or sometimes not at all. But this morning I went back to bed and of course I turn off the heater. So, and John is still sleeping in because he had a later start this morning, but he has a long day today. Um, he's at work now and it's like six o'clock at night and he's coming home around nine and he already started this morning at 10 till two. So he had to go back and forth, which he has been working a lot and it, it breaks my heart and I get it. It's work, but still, you know, nobody wants to work like in a hamster wheel. So, okay. I took my bubble bath and that was after I had the door open for a couple hours, you know, in the morning for them to go out, the dog and the cat. The dog is really good. The dog never, ever has accidents, but the cat, and I don't know if the cat does it. It's an old adult cat, 10 years old. I don't know if he does it. His name is Dum Dum. To, because he's angry, he's pissed off, or I don't know what it is, but he does it randomly. Like sometimes he does it on the bed, sometimes he does it on the hardwood floor, sometimes on the rugs. I cannot tell you how many rugs I have thrown away and a mattress. We have actually bought a new mattress because of it. So then I'm in the tub and the cat and the dog are next to me on the bath mats. And I got some cute ones from World Markets and... Then Dum Dum sat in a way that I know that face. 
And I kind of pushed him like, no, 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 I don't know what you're doing. I don't trust you. And then he went on the other button and then he started peeing. So I picked him up and you have to rub their nose in it a little bit and say bad cat. And then I put him outside and I'm like, dude, I left the door open for you to go in and out. The heat was off. So the house was cold for a cat. I'm doing all that for a cat. And now you're still peeing? Like, what gives? I don't know what else to do. So, and then I'm worried because we're, you know, we're about to move. But the problem is the bedrooms have carpet, which I love because it's so warm and fuzzy on your feet. But hey, I don't want the cat to go in there and pee because now this is carpet, like rugs. I've thrown away so many rugs, but I'm not going to throw away the carpet. I mean, you can rip it out, I guess, easy, but to put new stuff in that ain't cheap for a cat. And I don't want to live in a litter box, you know what I mean? Because now I'm living in his world, in a cat's world. As much as I love my cat and my dog, animals, they're my babies, but hey, you know, you... <laughs> can't live your life like that so needless to say the weather is perfect outside so Dum Dum is outside I've been feeding him there's water outside there's treats outside he's totally fine but I feel bad and I'm like what am I gonna do into the new house I have no idea like to me and I know that's a first world problem to you but to me that's that's an issue and then about the house and again, it's a first world, first world problem. But throughout my life, I've always looked for sunshine. Born and raised in Holland, it's cold. It's freezing. We have <laughs> cloudy weather, same like England, Europe, Northern Europe, Western Europe. I'm from Western Europe. It's cold and cloudy most of the time. Yeah, the summer is beautiful, but most of the months it's cloudy. Like when it's a beautiful day, you better like run to the beach because those days are not going to last. So I always swore to myself, I was going to live in a sunny climate. So first I lived in Florida, loved it. But then I got a taste of California and I'm like, oh yeah. And then I lived in Boston. I'm like, uh-uh. Lived in New York for like seven years. I'm like, uh-uh. California. And I always said that. But love brings you other places. And it's not just love. I mean, life is a journey. Life is an adventure. And you have to try new things because that's how you grow. So we came here for John's job. He's a private jet pilot and instructor. And we were only going to stay for like two weeks, try it out. But now it's four years and now we're buying a house. But what's the alternative? Like we're happily married. His job is here. And to go back to California means I'm going alone and yes, I got an inheritance from my father who passed away at 90. I'm honest about how I got my money, you know, which is life, right? Uh, other people get it from, I don't know, maybe they get a loan or maybe they inherited money as well. Or maybe they sued them one or, you know what I mean? You don't know. Or from a divorce. And I actually, my late husband died and I got nothing. <laughs> um and that's okay. I don't, I think it really was good for that money to go to his children and his ex-wife. And I never thought that, and I never will. And I don't regret that at all. 
But now finally, I have some money that I can do something with, but it's not enough to buy a house in California, but it's enough to buy a house in Texas and to do the down payment. And then John's salary will, you know, pay for the monthly, you know, you have to keep it going monthly, right? You have to show that you have steady income. So we need each other. With buying something, you need each other. And you're married and you're compromising and you love each other. You know, you 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 give and you you receive, right? And um, the house is beautiful, but now the house is old. It's 1986, 30 years old. And now we're getting an engineer there for the foundation, which kind of scares me because if there's something wrong with the foundation now, that's a very expensive fix, like very expensive. So we're worried about that. We, you know, if we walk away, then, you know, we lose a couple thousand, but if we stay, then we have to fix it. And then it's, it is a lot of money. So on top of a lot of money, more money. So, you know, at the end of the day, it's about love, but it's also about money because without money, you can't survive. You can't live, right? You can't live off love (laughs) and we can't just believe in unicorns and lollipops and rainbows. So if I go back to California, what am I going to do? I'm going to rent. Um, Now, when you rent, you pretty much throw your money away, right? Because you really have nothing to show for. Yeah, you're renting. And then I'm going to work, I don't know, maybe as I have a master's in translating. I can maybe do that or receptionist or secretary or flight attendant again. Or, I mean, gosh, you know, the sky's the limit, right? I can do whatever I set my mind to. Um, but then I'm alone and I don't want to be without my husband. I love my husband. And to find love, selfless love, I mean, come on. That's pretty much, it's so hard to find. It's hard to find someone who loves you and you to love them. And it's, it's so much deeper than that. I mean, for someone to adore you, for someone to get you, for someone to have your back, for someone to... You you know, you're in control of your own happiness, and I get that. You must be happy within yourself, and my husband doesn't, you know, complete me. He just, you know, he is a bonus, right? And I'm a bonus to him. I mean, but we we survive, obviously, without each other. We did it before. We can do that again. But why why would I leave my husband just to go back to California without him? I mean, I remember living there. First single, and then so desperately, I wanted to find someone so desperately. And then that took me to New York. And my first soulmate was in New York. And then I moved to New York. And I remember living in New York with my late husband. He was three years older than me. And I said, okay, I'm going to try it out in New York. But if I don't like it, can we go back to California, to Beverly Hills? I said, yes. And I think six or seven years later, finally, we went back to Beverly Hills and then he passed away from a heart attack. But um, then I was okay. Okay, now I I moved two doors down. We had a little bit of a bigger, yeah, what was it? Um, A duplex, the bottom of the duplex. Um, We had like a three bedroom and now I moved into a studio a few doors down and Yes, I was happy there. I mean, it was hard because it's hard to do it alone and I didn't have any money and now all of a sudden you depend, rely on your own, you know, money. The problem is now there were some medical bills that collectors were after so I kind of had to work under the table because otherwise otherwise I would have 
to give that money up, uh, pretty much all of it. And then I was airbnb in my place, which means I had to crash on people's couches. <laughs> and then I met John uh, in San Diego, and then I pretty much moved in because we said, hey, let's see if it's going to work. If it doesn't, he'll put me on the train or he'll drive me back. And we totally hit it off like the minute we met. It was like, really love is like a truck hits you in the face. And although I don't really know how that feels and I, I, won't wanna, I don't want to know, but I remember Airbnb being my place in Beverly Hills, which was, you know, blocks from Rodeo Drive. So it's a good, it was a good location. And I remember charging first 137 a night and then 161 a night, but that was in 2014 around that time. And now Airbnb has blown up, you know, people prefer Airbnb over hotels. So then I'm like, okay, what if we buy the house here, which we're doing, but you know, we still have to wait what's going on with the foundation. But it's pretty much in progress that we're buying this house. What if I build the pool house into an Airbnb, you know, um, it's like the guest house, but the problem is it do doesn't have plumbing doesn't have a kitchen or a bathroom or a shower. So we have to build that. That's like $60,000. That's a lot of money too. I'm like, oh my gosh, will you ever make that out of it? You know, and then rent it out. But renting it out is income. That's like investment, right? Investment property. But then John is like, but wait, it's Flower Mount, Texas. It's not Beverly Hills, California. I'm like, but it's not like Beverly Hills, California was making bank. He said, that's true. He said, I remember that, Barely I could make my rent at the time it was like eleven fifty um per month, you know, one thousand one hundred fifty. So uh, I don't know. And then I'm like, should I just continue the boutique or should I do a personal training studio in there? What should I do? And I like I'm so wishy-washy, I'm all over the place, you know, and I'm like, I want to keep making money with the boutique because online I make money, some money, but it's more obviously when I have an actual place that people can go to. So I don't know, I'm going back and forth and I'm sure you, you feel the same way. And, you know, I always feel like such a failure when I go back and forth with my, what I'm saying, like even in my podcast, like today I say, okay, I'm going to do a podcast, uh, I'm going to do a boutique tomorrow. I'm going to say, I'm going to do an Airbnb. Then I'm going to say, I'm going to do a personal training studio. And it's like, I feel like so pretty much like, I don't know, like not consistent and all over the place. And I feel that is not really attractive. But then again, why do I want to be attractive to who? I just want to be me. I want to be real. And I think that's more relatable than that I share with you, oh, I went skiing or I went on a um, cruise or I went to the Bahamas or I went to the Caribbean or I'm traveling here and here. And I'm, I'm sure eventually people are like, wait, where do you get the money? Do you even work? And I'm like, now with the boutique, yeah, I'm working, but it's obviously less when it's just online than when I have the storefront. And I kind of miss having a project. I always want to have a project, but I also want to inspire and motivate other people because I know that I, that it changes my mood. When I listen to a podcast, 
it really changes my mood. When I listen to the right podcast, I'm like, oh my gosh, I had no idea. Why didn't she tell me this before? Like I know the girl, you know? Like today, what was I listening to uh, today? Let me see if I can find out. Let me go in my podcast. Yeah, Live Beautifully with Katrina Scott. She is um, uh, one of the founders of Tone It Up, which is uh, fitness. And this girl is so such a beautiful girl. Um, I think she was born somewhere in hmm, the Midwest, somewhere in America. And then she moved to California. Manhattan Beach, and that's where she lives now with her husband. She has two little, one baby and one toddler, and she has her business. And she was saying in her podcast this morning, and I really enjoyed when people admit their their hard times. And she was saying in her 20s, she kind of regrets working so hard day and night and not really living life. It's not like she said she missed out that much, but she feels that she wished she didn't work so hard. She enjoyed a little bit more. And and I'm like, in a way, I get that. But in another way, I'm like, no, if you do that, that's what got her where she is today. And the same with the boutique. I feel like I should have stuck with it, you know, even though I wasn't really the happiest there. And I'm always, uh, I'm also, you see, I'm, that's, this is where I'm contradicting myself. I'm also thinking, if you're not happy, quit it. Because you're the only one who can make yourself happy. And then I'm also saying, no, you've got to push yourself. Like with working out, I push myself. I do it at least four or five days a week. Actually, yeah, now I'm doing it five days a week sometimes even six, because I want to see a result. And I know that you'll only see the result when you push through. That's where the magic happens when you push through. And I have a tendency to quit right before the magic happens. And this is where I'm like, I don't know, all over the place, but I guess it's normal. And I guess it's okay that I'm sharing this because I think that's actually very relatable um, on a lighter note, <laughs> John and I are both, <laughs> you know, it's interesting. John and I both, we, we, we're opposites. Okay. So John likes PlayStation. He hasn't really been playing PlayStation also because he has been working so much. And also him and I haven't been like having a drink for like a week now. I mean, when I drink, it's like two drinks and I'm done. John likes it maybe a little bit more than me, but he hasn't drank either in like a week. Also because work has been so hard. But it's funny, he said to me this morning, he said, you know, it's kind of boring without drinking. And I'm like, no, we shouldn't see drinking as fun. Drinking is not fun. Drinking is a downer. It's a depressant. And it's poison. And I really, really, really believe that. Even though I can have like two glasses of champagne or one glass and I'm done, I've never really had that in my brain that I needed more. I remember in the past when I was younger, I don't know if you remember doing like Scooby snacks or doing Jägermeister shots or doing these, um, what do you call these, fireball shots, you know, tastes like cinnamon. And I even remember when I just met John, I was like, hey, I'm going to join the guys and be be a little bit more of a drinker. And <laughs> that didn't really work out for me. I threw up all over the place. 
So after that happened, that was what, like nine years ago? I'm like, that will never happen. And mark my words, that never, ever, ever happened again. And it will never happen. So we, we kind of, we haven't been drinking at all this whole week. And it feels good. It actually feels really good. I want to continue that. And he hasn't played PlayStation. I want to like focus more on maybe doing something active like pickleball. Have you ever played pickleball? Um, also, we've watched a lot of Netflix. I don't know what you're watching on Netflix. We're watching Ginny and Georgia. It's more for me than for John. And he'll just play on his phone. He scrolls on Facebook. But I love Ginny and Georgia. It kind of reminds me of the Netflix series You. Remember You? Man, that was also so good. So this also has such a great storyline and it's kind of all over the place, but it's like, it's also a lot about communication. And that's why I really believe in having a podcast. And I think if you feel that you can really help someone else, inspire, motivate, and if it's just for you to, to express yourself, start a podcast. I'm telling you, you, you'll start enjoying your own voice because you know how we are with our own voice. We're like, ooh, but the more you listen to it, it becomes normal. It's kind of therapy, a podcast. You really learn how to express yourself. You really learn how to communicate. You, you will really attract your tribe and repel the people who are not for you. And you can make money with it. So, hey, it's like a win, 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 win all around, right? So, yeah, I really believe communication is key in everything. And I tell John everything. John was sleeping. And when he woke up, I was pretty much, again, having a little tantrum. <laughs> I, was, I was on the bed in the guest bedroom in my robe after the top. And I was, like, crying. And he's like, what's wrong? What's wrong? I'm like, dumb, dumb, peed again. And I just threw away two rugs. And I love these rugs. Th those were not cheap rugs. And every rug I've been throwing away. And I'm like, it's like throwing money away. And it's like, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of tired of doing it for a cat. I love him. Don't get me wrong. But for a cat, like it, it's costing me so much money. You know what I mean? And like, then we have Dobby who is like flawless, like flawless. Like he's right next to me. I'm in, in the master bedroom and he's like flawless. I'm not kidding. But I remember one, when I wanted this cat years ago. I mean, what was it? Nine years ago? I think so. In 2014, and now we're in 2023. So, yeah. Um, um, my gosh, more than that. I remember I, I got Dum Dum from Craigslist from a trailer park in Encinitas, California. And I wanted like a real Persian cat. And I looked at breeders and stuff, but there was a lot of money for a cat. And then they wanted a background check and they wanted my firstborn and they wanted like references. And I'm like, gee, just for a cat. And then I found a cat on Greg's list, which was Dum Dum in a trailer park in Encinitas, a beautiful trailer park, really beautiful. But that's where I got him. And I think I paid like 20 bucks and see, you get what you pay for. And I love him. Don't get me wrong, but that peeing has to stop. And I tried everything, the doctor, tests, I mean, different litter boxes, different food, different settings, different everything. So I don't know if you have advice for me in any way, shape or form. Um, other than that, I hope this was a little bit helpful. You know, again, I'm not as much on social media with the stories because I'm like, how can I be inspiring when I'm all over the place when I'm like, 
yes, I'm being authentic, I'm being real, I'm being honest, but I also don't want to be a downer. I don't want to be negative Nancy, Debbie Downer, but I also don't want to do, I, I don't want to be a part of the highlight reels, you know, like bragging and rubbing it, rubbing it in. You also want to show up when there's really nothing to report and there's really nothing that you can show off, you know what I mean? I really believe that that's important. And I really believe that social media these days, you know, it's hard to find the truth. And we're all seeking the truth. And in order for you to find the truth, you got to start with yourself. You got to start showing up. No filter. Come on, let's all do this. Let's all do this together. I mean, we got to start somewhere. My question to you, do you enjoy watching other people on social media, highly filtered. Do you really enjoy that? If the answer is no, then you got to stop it as well. You cannot live in a glass house and throw stones, right? Because, hey, you're doing the same thing. So let's start with ourselves. Let's start showing up real, honest, authentic, organically, all that good stuff. And then you'll get more of that. It's the same with, let's say you want this beautiful, I don't know, black convertible. And oh my gosh, like a black, whatever. I don't know why I said a black convertible. Yeah, a black Mercedes convertible, whatever convertible. And now all of a sudden, because you want it so bad and you keep thinking about it and you keep talking about it, now you see it everywhere. That's what this the same thing. If you want something, you have to start putting it down. And then the, it will be all over the place for you to pick up. You know, you, you get what you give, right? If you want love, start giving love. If you want money, I mean, you've got to give money. You've got to, you know, <laughs> you got to tip and you got to be nice. You've got to be generous. You've got to give. You've got to donate and all that good stuff. Um, and I get it. You, you know, you got to give value. If you really, 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 really want people to follow you and be inspired and, 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 by you and be motivated by you, you have to start giving value. And the minute you start giving value, you'll get money. I'm telling you, you will get money. It's it, the two go hand in hand. So hope you enjoyed this. Um, I don't know, let me know what you want me to talk about. I just wanted to tell you what's going on in my world. Um, again, I'm not complaining at all. I am very, 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 very grateful um, you know, living in Beverly Hills when I was single and then when I was a widow. So those were the two times that I was single. I remember, yes, I was happy living in Beverly Hills, but I was lonely too. I wanted, I wanted my partner and I have my partner now and I should see it that way. And I, you know, I can always rent out my place. We can always rent out the place and Airbnb it and travel and do the fun things, even though not really because John is working full time. So there's that. <laughs> so you see how this is therapy. You you like, once you start talking about it, same with journaling. I don't know. Do you journal? I don't journal. I should start journaling. I write a lot of notes in my phone, like a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, 
But yeah, maybe I should look into journaling. I have a lot of journals in there, empty. <laughs> so I, w- I would like to journal actually in my phone. I'm going to look up an app that you can journal in your phone. If you know any app that you can journal in your phone, let me know. And uh, have an amazing Saturday. Have an amazing weekend. Uh, please, you know, tag me, share. If you don't like it, don't say anything at all. But I would really, really so appreciate if you take a screenshot and share. And I'll make it worth your while. Okay, bye.